It used to be on postcards, the carousel at the end of the Cape Maggie Pier. It was called the Wild Wheel, and it ran fast. Not as fast as a roller coaster, but quite a bit faster than the usual carousel for kitties. The wheel looked like an immense cupcake, its cupola roof striped in black and green with royal gold trim. After dark, it was a jewel box, a wash, and an infernal red glow, like the light inside an oven. Wurlitzer music floated up and down the beach, discordant strains that sounded like a Romanian waltz. Something for a 19th century ball attended by Dracula and his icy white brides. Welcome to Scary Stories to Review in the Dark, a podcast dedicated to giving you honest reviews of horror fiction and nonfiction alike. I'm your host, Tyson Hanks. I'm a published author myself, but I enjoy reading it just as much as I enjoy writing it. This is episode number two. In this episode, I'll be discussing the short story collection Full Throttle by Joe Hill and the Audible original full cast audiobook Camp Red Moon by R.L. Stein. So lock your doors, turn down the lights, and get ready for scary stories to review in the dark. The reading that began this episode comes from the story Dark Carousel, one of the tales in Joe Hill's 2019 short story collection, Full Throttle. In episode one of Scary Stories to Review in the Dark, we discuss Stephen King's pen name, Richard Bachman. As it turns out, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Joe Hill happens to be the pen name of one Joe King, Stephen King's son. Hill provides an excellent introduction in Full Throttle, and he discusses why he chose the pen name Joe Hill. In short, he wanted to prove to himself that he had the writing chops to get published on his own, without having to write on his father's coattails, and you can't exactly blame him for that. Full Throttle is Joe Hill's seventh book, and I think he's proven that he does indeed have the chops. He's very much like his father in that he's able to take a seemingly normal item and situation, like a carousel for example, and turn it into something horrific. What's more, both Stephen King and Joe Hill can somehow make that horror relatable for all of us readers. Full Throttle contains 13 short stories. Something tells me that might have been by design. Chances are, even if you haven't read the book, you've likely heard of some of the story titles. By the Silver Water of Lake Champlain was adapted for TV last year in the Shudder series Creepshow. It's an interesting example of life coming full circle, as Joe Hill was actually in the original Creepshow movie. He played the young boy in the wraparound story who kills his father, played by Tom Atkins, with a voodoo doll. The Shudder episode of Creepshow was also directed by legendary special effects icon Tom Savini, who also happened to be in charge of the special effects on the original film. Chances are you've also heard of another story in the collection, In the Tall Grass. It was also adapted for the screen last year as a Netflix exclusive movie. 
Joe co-wrote In the Tall Grass with his father, Stephen King, and the father and son duo co-wrote another story in the collection, too. The title story, Full Throttle, starts the book off with a bang, and there may be a pun there. Suffice it to say, if you like the early Spielberg Project duel, you're going to love this story. I personally can't say that every story in Full Throttle was a home run, but I don't think any author really expects that, myself included. All of the stories ooze with the dark genetic calling card that must be part of the King DNA, but there were certainly some stories I enjoyed more than others. The story Late Returns is my personal favorite. At its core, it's a ghost story, but not necessarily of the terrifying kind. It's a touching first-person narrative from a guy who recently lost his parents to suicide. He takes a part-time gig driving the library book bus and soon discovers that there's something special about the bus and the souls that board it. I also love the story Thumbprint, but for more personal reasons. I'm a veteran myself, and this story really hits home. It's going to be tough to divulge too much info on this story without spoiling it, and the fact is that it's just too good to spoil. So, suffice it to say that the story is about Iraq war vets and the PTSD and paranoia that many of us struggle with when returning home. It's equal parts entertaining and deliciously gruesome. Plus, at just 26 pages long, you can probably knock it out while you're waiting in your kid's pickup line at school. From books to comics to film adaptations, Joe Hill seems to have his hand in just about every medium the horror genre has to offer, and I, for one, am thrilled that he doesn't show any signs of slowing down anytime soon. Ultimately, I give Joe Hill's Full Throttle a solid 8 out of 10. As much as I love both Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill, I can't in good faith recommend it for younger horror readers. What I can recommend for younger readers is R.L. Stein's Camp Red Moon. Camp Red Moon is an Audible original full-cast production. Not everyone is a fan of audiobooks, but a full-cast production tends to sound more like old-time radio shows, and I find them to be more entertaining than traditional single-narrator audiobooks. Sleepaway camps have been a favorite setting for horror for a long time now. R.L. Stein has further perpetuated the creepiness of Sleepaway Camp with his chilling collection, Camp Red Moon. The audiobook contains four different stories, all set at the same summer camp. R.L. Stein wrote the first of the stories, The Werewolf in the Woods. The title pretty much gives away the subject matter, but that doesn't make it any less entertaining. The other three stories in the book were hand-curated by R.L. Stein, but they were written by other authors, including Dan Pablocki, Ellen O., and Justin Reynolds. The stories cover a range of creepy subjects, from doppelgangers to creepy robots to haunted cabins. The entire collection is only four and a half hours long, and for me personally, that was a good thing. I found most of the stories to be a little predictable. They're definitely for kids, and the recommended reading age is 9 to 12. Granted, I like my horror to be a little more intense, but I still couldn't help but to struggle through each of the selections. I think what took me out of the stories themselves was the over-the-top efforts on the part of the voice actors. In my opinion, it just sounded like they were trying too hard. I definitely don't think this collection is one of Stein's strongest offerings. However, the second story in the book, The New Camper, is pretty solid and makes it worth a listen. I admit that I'm not exactly representative of the collection's target demographic, though, and if you're looking for something for younger readers, I don't think you can go wrong. For me personally, I give R.L. Stein's Camp Red Moon a 5 out of 10, and if you're taking a road trip with your kids and you need something to keep them entertained for a few hours, 
it's worth spending the audible credits. However, if you're like me and you're looking for something a little more whiskey straight and less wine cooler when it comes to horror fiction, you'd better skip this one. That does it for episode two of Scary Stories to Review in the Dark. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and consider leaving a review on whatever platform you've listened to the show. I'd really appreciate it. I want to thank Shane Ivers for the theme song that opens Scary Stories to Review in the Dark. The song is called Mystery Unsolved, and you can find it and any of Shane's other work at www.silvermansound.com. You can also find the link in the show notes for this episode. In addition to hosting this podcast, I also happen to write horror fiction myself. My book, Greetings from Barker Marsh, is a collection of four interwoven stories, each one creepier than the last. A drifter gets off a train in a small midwestern town and shares a campfire with a local homeless man. He's told four stories about the town until the drifter realizes that Barker Marsh, Illinois, is the last place he should have stopped off. I have everything in this book from evil twins and a race with the devil to werewolves at a carnival, serial killers, bank robbers, cannibalism, possession, and even Native American Wendigo. Remember that whiskey straight horror that I mentioned earlier in the show? Well, Greetings from Barker Marsh is it. You can find more info on Greetings from Barker Marsh as well as my other books and where to purchase them by visiting my website at www.tysonhanks.com. I'll see you in a couple of weeks for episode 3 of Scary Stories to Review in the Dark. In the meantime, keep reading horror and stay spooky.